Welcome to Game Devs Quest, your once-weekly podcast where me and Taylor sit here and uh, wax poetic about uh, our adventures in game development. I'm, of course, Rhett. Yeah, thanks for joining, guys. I'm Taylor. And uh, this week, we don't we didn't get a lot of work done, but we got a lot to talk about. It's been a busy week. Uh, the one thing we won't talk about, uh, and I'm going to say this, Taylor, because I don't think we had a challenge really last week. Yeah, we right? somehow forgot to challenge each other, which actually worked out because I had no time this week. <laughs> yeah, same here. But I'm going to, if you're okay with this, I want to retro retroactively submit a challenge for last week regarding this week's recording session. Okay. <laughs> you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. As of the recording of this podcast, listener, it is June 2nd. Anybody who knows anything might recall that on June 1st, Donald Trump decided to uh, try to uh, retract the United States from the Paris Climate Agreement. Regardless of how you feel about that, me and Taylor are not going to talk about it on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> There's our challenge, Taylor. Do you uh, think we can do it? I think we can since we've probably spent like two hours talking about it in the last like 24 <laughs> hours. So I think we're good. On a, on a yeah. side note, even though I'm not talking about this, it uh, it was a good opportunity to promote our our game. <laughs> it was. I thought the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, yes, let the world burn so yeah. that you can play our shitty little game. Well, and and Donald Trump is clearly going end game in our game. So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh, that'll be the sequel. Yeah, he'll be the boss. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's literally but... just Donald Trump sitting there, like wading in the water, holding on, <laughs> holding on to like one iceberg, like the piece of it that's left. All right, all right. We're we're getting really close to just about talking about it. So I gotta yeah, go ahead yeah. and move on. <laughs> those were our those were our freebies. So. It challenge starts now. Boom. Right. Boom. Well, uh, tell me about your week, Rhett. Taylor, I, it I was we... busy. Um, yeah. I we didn't made talk a, to you that kind much. Of a, yeah. Well, we made an agreement to like kind of, um, you know, try to get a little bit more work done and get back into the swing of coding more, um, which uh, we didn't. <laughs> I mean, we did and we didn't at the same time. Yeah. We did. Um, we did a little bit, and I want to talk about that a little bit. But um, I um. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It uh, yeah. So this week, I'll just give you the rundown. Uh, since we recorded, um, obviously last week was a holiday weekend, so spent a lot of time kind of off the grid a little bit. <clears throat> last weekend, though, too, was a free trial weekend for Overwatch. Which, um, anybody who's not familiar, it's just Blizzard's latest competitive game. Uh, it's a shooter kind of... <clears throat> it's an interesting take on a shooter. I mean, it's kind of objective-based, squad-based stuff. Uh, kind of like, you know, I don't know, if you've ever played the small squad stuff on Star Wars Battlefront, or if you've ever played... Um, I don't know. I think Call of Duty has some similar modes, like where you escort the payload, and when you're standing next to the payload, it moves. And when the enemies are are killing you and stuff, then it doesn't move, and you got to get it from point A to point B to win in a certain time frame. <clears throat> Chivalry is like that. They have a couple modes like that. Sounds um, like Team Fortress too, as well. Team Fortress as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, but the catch is like there's all these different types of characters, and each character has their own unique set of abilities, much like League of Legends, much like Dota. Um, you know, each uh, character has, like, four abilities, and they attack differently. Some of them have shields and are melee attackers. Some of them have um, little health but can, like, teleport and, like, blink around. Um, so, I don't know. It's an interesting game. I spent a lot of time playing it. Apparently, this is what blew my mind. Anybody... I, I think I've talked about the podcast crit juice on here before 
Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're my favorite podcast. They're just so fucking good. Uh, they're a D&D podcast. They play with drinking rules, so the shit just gets out of hand. Um, <laughs> I follow them pretty closely on Twitter, except for apparently last Friday night after we recorded. Me and Jason hop on and we start playing. And the first like regular game I played... I get in queue with these guys and they're like talking to me, but I'm like in a party chat with Jason. And so I didn't realize that it canceled out like the in-game chat. So I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I did kind of hear like, they were like, Hey, is this Rhett? You know, I was like, what the fuck, you know? And, <laughs> and they invited me to like queue with them. And I was like, whatever, I guess like we won that game. So I guess I'll just fucking play around. Like no big deal. Um, <laughs> so I played a couple games with these guys, and then I was like, well, I'm in a party with these guys, Jason. You should come play. But then I was like, eh, fuck it. I'll just leave them. <laughs> so I left this party, and I wake up to, like, literally 20 fucking tweets. <laughs> like, you know, bunch uh, tweets from, you guessed it, Crit Juice, the <laughs> podcast. And they're just like, yo, Rhett, are you playing Overwatch right now on PlayStation? Dude, we were just playing with you. Where'd you go? You know, like, all this type of shit. And um, <laughs> I was just <laughs> kicking myself because I didn't see any of these tweets and played for like four more hours after that. Uh, and um, and it sucks because uh, they're super nice guys, super funny. But I was I felt super flattered because they have 40,000 followers on Twitter and they remembered Red is Awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I, I felt felt pretty good. I actually saw those tweets on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. must have been the day after, and I was like, "Yeah, Saturday." What? Like, this is crazy, you know? Because like, I go yeah. on their their Twitter page, and they have like, like you said, like forty thousand followers or whatever. And yeah, uh, and then like I texted you later in the day, and you were like, "Dude, did you see like what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like sort of like a brush with, uh, you know, somebody like semi-famous, you know. Well, and you know, what's cool about all these guys is like they're really, you know, a lot of them work in um, like TV. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And uh, I think most of them are like improv comedians, at least. Uh, Matt Bukaltz, who is one of the guys that I think I was talking with the most, he uh, he plays Doc Keratin on Crit Juice. He's a, he's a fellow Pacific Northwesterner. Nice. I think he was involved with improv theater, and he's also like heavily involved with esports right now, which is like pretty fucking cool. In what way? Like he actually plays, or he casts? Or... No, I don't think he plays, but he's involved somehow. Um, which I don't know. I always tell people I was involved with esports when I was writing for Flipside oh, uh, yeah. Tactics, who are currently the uh, who are currently the Rocket League World Champions. <laughs> um, you're as well as Dota like two, one of the though, contending right? teams for they're one of the contending teams for Counter Strike Go as well. Huh. Like they're routinely winning uh, some of the majors and stuff like that. Like they're really fucking good. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, and I think like Tom Fawns who plays Gub on Crit Juice. Like I seen his uh, some of his stuff on IMDb and stuff. Like he's he's been on like Disney Channel shows. I think Matt uh, Cook who was one of the other guys I was playing with. Um, I think he's had some television stuff. Um, so they all live down in LA and they're all working and doing shit like that. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. And makes so, sense why their podcast is so good since they all like have improv experience or TV experience or whatever. Yeah. If it, I know I've, I've said this a lot and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but Taylor, if you haven't listened to crit juice, it's worth your time. It's so well done. It's like listening to an audiobook where you're following your characters and like your favorite characters, you know, or like listening to an audio drama is a better way. Yeah. Like it sucks because it feels like you're not getting much out of it except entertainment, but it's so funny. And there's some <laughs> slow parts. There's some slow parts for sure, but when they are funny, they are f- hilarious. <laughs> like the funniest podcast I think I've ever listened to. Yeah. Like, I would say the only thing that I've ever listened to in a podcast it's funnier was the first time that Kevin Smith on Smodcast talked about Harry Potter. <laughs> and they and they literally just riff on Harry Potter. They go through the movie riffing on Harry Potter for hours. It's And that shit was, like, the funniest shit I'd ever listened to. But this, Crit Juice, is right up there with that. Dang. So. Yeah. I think I maybe subscribed to their podcast. Um, 
and I think I've maybe listened to an episode or two. Um, yeah. But yeah, never. And and I think this goes back to kind of style of listening, and and we've talked about this before, where oftentimes when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like really trying to to get something, get something out beneficial of it. out of it. Um, which sometimes gets a little dry, like a little boring, um, you know, but, but there's definitely, uh, a spot for something that's entertaining and funny. And that's why I like, I keep talking about game dev unchained cause those guys are super funny. So it's like funny and beneficial at the same yeah. time, which is like perfect yeah. for me, you know, but anyway, well, that... yeah, what were we going to say? I don't know. What were you going to say? I was going to say, that's pretty cool that you were playing with the dudes from Crit Juice and they yeah, know who you uh, are. Yeah, I felt pretty good about that. I, I tweeted them a lot when I was going, like, doing my first listen through of Crit Juice. Like, and they're really active on Twitter, so it's just a lot of fun to be able to have that interaction, which is why I think Twitter is such a great platform for podcasts, anyways. So, yeah, for real. Um, so that was that. Overwatch is great. Check it out. Uh, free weekend's over, but it's on sale for 40 bucks right now on all, across all platforms. Uh, I would love to get it on PC because it feels like a PC game, but unfortunately I don't have a PC I think that can run it. Okay. So I'm probably going to resign myself to probably going to resign myself to just getting it on PlayStation 4, um, which is fine. I need more excuses to play my PlayStation, to be honest. Yeah, there you um, go. Also uh, played uh, a lot of Abzu last weekend which nice. me and taylor have talked about on the podcast it's this beautiful game uh, about a diver who's just exploring i'm not quite sure there's like some sort of loose narrative to it um but i've probably played it for like two hours or so uh in little chunks which you know it sounds like not a lot but uh it kind of is uh you know especially for a little game like that got it for free with ps plus so if you're a playstation plus uh subscriber uh check your free games this month because i think you got it too um and uh, it's fucking beautiful, dude. I oh, get yeah. so mesmerized by this game. The music is fucking fantastic. The controls are so fluid. And, you know, I thought the game might have, like, other types of mechanics that I thought what I would disagree with or make it hard to play. Uh, like air supply, for example. Uh, there's no air supply. You can just dive the whole time. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's super beautiful. They offer uh, some sort of, like, little mode. I'm not sure what the point is of it, but there's a mode called, like, Meditate where you can just like follow the, a fish like swimming around huh. and just like admire the fish, I guess. I have no idea like what the point is. Like, <laughs> Well, dude, sometimes but, you uh, just need to have like something on the TV, you know, that's like really, really pretty and you just sit there and chill. Like, yeah, maybe dude, like and you it, get to listen to the music, which is super fucking, the music is just, it's so good. Yeah, um, I'm actually looking at it on steam right now. I'm tempted to buy it. Right now, it's only nine ninety nine right yeah, now on Steam. Fifty percent so. off. Uh, I know everybody that's listening to this won't get it until after the Steam summer sale's over. But is this summer um, sale going on? I think so. Really? I don't know. I mean, I thought that's why Verdun was. Oh, I guess not. I think it's just normal mm. sales. I've been waiting for a big sale on Steam for a while. But yeah, um, and not to derail the conversation too much. Uh, but so uh, Abzu's great. Moving on real quick, I wanted to talk about this because Company of Heroes is near and dear to me. Um, Company of Heroes is uh, unloading a big update uh, this weekend or week maybe um, where they are now allowing um, user content support, Steam Workshop support. Oh, cool. Uh, Won't that be awesome? Yeah. Nice, dude. Like, what a good idea to keep a very popular game alive. Yeah, that game still has players. I still play it online every once in a while. Um, I fucking love that game dearly. Yeah. And uh, it is on sale right now. I know nobody's going to be able to get it, but it's on sale right now for uh, four ninety nine. That includes all of the... Uh, I think that includes all of them. Now, have you played... Um, well, you could get... The, it looks like to, the franchise pack is 1749 for everything which is yeah which is really good i bought company of heroes when it came out for 50 bucks or whatever so yeah i remember that on cd yeah it um, had six cds <laughs> it sucked <laughs> um yeah company of heroes is honestly like one of my favorite rts's uh, kind of up there with like dawn of war 2 
just because like the point capture system and like the way it works is like so much it leads to so much more entertaining gameplay options than just like building up your army as fast as possible and walking over and destroying the base, right? Like Yeah. Um the point capture system is so fun for resources. They do that in Dawn of War as well, which is fun. Um and it feels rewarding when you actually get big units and are able to like keep them uh, keep them on the field for a long time. Uh anybody who hasn't played it, I think honestly it's probably I don't know, the most original concept for a World War II game I've ever played. Uh, and it came out in a time when World War II games were just fucking done. I know, seriously. Um, so I haven't played another World War II RTS ever. Uh, they do it really well. The storyline is fine. Uh, Kevin of Heroes 2 has come out, and it's not as good, but I will say this. It's on sale right now. Our Dane's Assault is well worth the money. Uh, the compelling fucking campaign, the, 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 the standalone campaign, it's just so compelling. It's so fun. Um, and it's, uh, a kind of a resource management thing while you pick and choose your own battles on a map moving across. And, uh, it's pretty easy to lose entirely. Um, but you know, you kind of have a map, you move your forces across the map, picking and choosing which places to attack, which places to defend, how to manage your resources. Um, Really fun. Our Dane's Assault for Company of Heroes 2. It's an expansion. Um, might even be a standalone expansion. I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah, I was, I was looking at that. $9.99 for the whole pack. I don't have Company of Heroes 2. <clears throat> I've never played it, so... It's okay. By that. Um, it's not as good. I've been trying to get John Finkley to play with me for a while, um, but he's not really that interested. But I can get him to play Company of Heroes 1 all the time. Nice. So that's that. I just wanted to talk about those games because I totally forgot about Company of Heroes. Yeah, dude. Um, we had some good times playing I, Company of Heroes too back in the day. <laughs> oh God, it's legendary, dude. Yeah, it's legendary. Like, uh, I loved. So uh, fun. Like I remember playing when I had played and you had like not really played, and we played multiplayer. And I would like I would play as the Germans and I would just uh, like rush the V1 rocket tech. <laughs> yeah. And then I just like you know crash v1 rockets down on your base dude that that yeah. was one of the most satisfying feelings i've ever had in an rts yeah but then we played like several years later at like a land party and i hadn't played you know at all really and yeah i was like you guys just stomped all over me <laughs> but, it's funny because like me and cody and charlie that was like our go-to game We'd land that all the time. Just do like the big 3v3 battles. Yeah. And, you know, just hunker down. You know, just hunker down. <laughs> like, that's all we did, man. We lived for the long games. Uh, like, yeah, man. I don't know. So fun. Um, that's why I'm so bad at RTS, that. though, is because I always play for the, the, the long game when you, like, have all of your tech leveled up and you just have, like, massive yeah. economy and massive armies, you know? Yeah. So I can never handle the rush. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, I'm not good at rushing either. I got pretty good at the rush with playing StarCraft Two a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're really prepared for it because that's how you win that game, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, there's no tech, really. I mean, there is tech, but not... You know, it's not the same as uh, Company of Heroes or Dawn of War. You have to research it manually with a building that you build. I guess right. you do that in Company of Heroes as well, but I'm thinking, like, the the like command class stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, and that's why I really liked games like Planetary Annihilation and Supreme Commander as well because you get those long games and then you get your Supreme Commander units out and stuff like that or you get like the ultimate tech and Planetary Annihilation and like you're able to like boost a planet like into another planet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like so epic, dude. Yeah, for real. Nice. Like I had a fucking really satisfying victory one time in Planetary Annihilation. Not to go too deep down the rabbit hole here. But I was able to build like a little teleporter gate on my planet onto another planet. And then the enemy was invading it right as I finished like putting boosters on it. And so I started rocketing it into their home planet (laughs) and was able to like evacuate all of my guys through the like teleportation portal. (laughs) Uh, And was able to like fucking just like decimate them that way, dude. It was so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Anyways, other than that, uh, work was crazy. Uh, it sucked. Worked a lot of overnights. Me and Taylor got a little bit of work done, but not much. And here we are. Time to time to record. How how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had one of the most strange feeling weeks I've had in a long time because um, last week I had Thursday Friday 
off as my weekend. Um, and then, because I had to cover for somebody at work. And uh, then I worked Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sundays are usually really quiet. Um, so it was kind of weird. And then we had Monday off. And then uh, Tuesday through Thursday, I was in a like three-day ITIL training. And then we got like certification exams. And I really didn't expect it to be as intense and like as much just knowledge vomiting as it was. Um, and mm-hmm. then like, so like, you know, you go in, I'm like, oh, you know, training, whatever, not going to be that crazy. And, and ITIL is all around like, you know, building a service oriented like IT department and that kind of thing. <clears throat> and so it talks about these like really broad concepts um, and, uh, so after sitting through like six, seven hours of just like hundreds of, of PowerPoint slides, like after that I had to go home and study. <laughs> so it wasn't like the best week. I really, cause my wife is gone. She's at a conference for school in Colorado. And like, usually when mm-hmm. she leaves, I try to just really focus on, you know, my projects that I'm working on. So I was really hoping to get through a lot more game development stuff. Like I wanted to get a lot farther in the Udemy course. I did um, did get a decent amount done with the, the Brick Breaker game. I'm actually almost done with it. Um, and that's pretty cool. Highly recommend it. Um, but I wanted to get a lot farther. And instead I was like on uh, Wednesday night, the night before our exam, I studied for like five hours from six to 11. <laughs> it was terrible. So <laughs> geez, man, uh, that was pretty much my week. And then luckily, like I got to go home early after the exam. And so then you and I kind of hung out, we caught up and did some programming a little bit, talked a lot about the Paris agreement <laughs> and yeah. uh, whatever else. So that was pretty much my week. Um, oh, you did, you did show me uh, how to edit podcasts, how you go yeah. about like your pipeline, basically. So that was handy. Um, I I have always felt a little bit bad that it's all been reliant on you, especially like if we don't get a podcast out right on Monday, because th- I just feel whiny or whatever, you know. I'm like, hey, Rhett, you gotta get a podcast out, <laughs> as I'm like well, sitting in my cush chair, like not doing anything. <laughs> it's uh it's not that big of a deal but you should remind me on sundays <laughs> yeah probably not mondays <laughs> yeah but uh now that it's late now that you've taught me i think i can help you know pitch in more with that and uh just get us i mean you're doing a good job anyways but get us even more consistent i guess so that'll be cool um beyond, cool. yeah be- i'm looking forward to that too Beyond that, um, we did do some cool um, work together. I think it was cool, at least. Hopefully you thought it was cool. Where basically Rhett and I have been... I'm calling it tutoring, but I don't want it to sound like any anywhere near like me being a teacher and you being my student or anything. <laughs> like I don't want it to be degrading or anything. Um, but basically we've been just having one of us remote into the other's, the other's computer and then going over some programming concepts. Me just like really talking about how it works and then having Rhett kind of demonstrate. Um, and I think it's beneficial, like not only to you, but could be beneficial to other people. So like last night we streamed and we had like four to five people in the room the whole time, which was cool. They didn't say anything, but hopefully they stuck around because they thought it was valuable. Um, we talked about a couple things. We talked about like what Modulus does, making sure that concept makes sense because Modulus is super handy. Uh, we talked about uh, getting user input and output um, using conversion because c is a type-safe language. You can't just, you know, Sometimes there's cases where you need to convert like a string to an integer as we showed last night. 
Um, so using the convert.toint32, parse, triparse, those methods. And then also just talking about methods, method overloading, what a return type is, what parameters are, how you call a method, uh, how you pass arguments to a method, all that kind of stuff. So I thought it was fun. I don't know about you. Um, like my hope is that we do this a couple times and then when we actually do start getting into our C-sharp game again, that you can take the wheel sometimes. Yeah, that'd be great. So it's also like just just doing it has made me kind of like after I graduated from college, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And I think the reason that I, I thought that was because I am passionate about like talking about the things I know about. Um, and so like teaching programming is fun, I think. And, and like you're helping me see that. So I almost do, I've talked about it before, I think, but I almost do want to get into some sort of tutoring, like one-on-one -on -one programming kind of a thing. Uh, I just don't know how to go about that. Uh, but my biggest concern is like, I would just be the basics, like, because I'm not a professional programmer. I don't have a degree in computer science. Like, I just know how the basics of programming work, I'd say, fairly well. Um, so anyways, uh, I'm hoping that we can start kind of a regular thing. I'd like, we've talked about streaming more often, and I think it'd be cool if we chose, like, one weeknight, like, Monday. And I said, like, Mentor Monday would be kind of cool. Um yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Because then it's like, hey, guys, you know, Mentor Monday is about to start. Like, tune in. And we just go over some sort of topic. And, you know, for now, it might be, like, introduction to programming. But maybe, you know, next time it's introduction to Fruity Loops or, you know, right. that sort See, of See, that would be pretty cool because it's, uh, you know, the truth is it's like you might not feel like what you have or can contribute is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's, you know, only rudimentary or whatever. But the truth is, is that there are a lot of people who were in the same boat you were when you were starting. And now you have something that they want and you can give it to them in a way that, you know, you say, this is, this is what worked for me. Here's how I learned this. Here's how I did it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm here. Once you get to that level, you're going to have to go out on your own you know right the thing is like i've always wanted to like teach music you know like give guitar lessons or something or even drum lessons mm -hmm. and i always feel like a fraud and i've done it before you know i've done it before but i always kind of feel like a fraud because like why would somebody pay me to do something that like after a few months like they're going to be better than me anyways you know or like uh not that you'd be getting paid from twitch but this was like a, an instance where I was actually like getting paid to teach kids guitar and drums. Right. Um, and I was only charging five bucks for a 30 minute session or whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's like, there will be a point where they're going to have to switch teachers because like, if they want to keep getting better, they'll reach a certain point and then I'm not going to, or I'm not going to have anything else to teach them. Right. And ultimately, like when I told people that they're like, well, that's fine. Like you're teaching this stuff and you're teaching it in a way that this person's grasping. Um, so after you have nothing else to teach, like we'll move on, but until then, like you're doing fine. And it's the same thing with like, yeah, you said like Fruity Loops, um, uh, another one that I've kind of, I never got paid to do this, but, uh, when I was at Chemeketa, I did tutor a bunch of people in my fiction writing class, uh, about a lot of fiction stuff that wasn't covered in the class because it was like a high level class and some and but you could join it if you were like passed a proficiency test but then you missed out on a lot of like fiction concepts and stuff that uh, weren't covered like you had to take the earlier class but for some reason you could join it if you were a proficient writer uh so like i would i tutored a bunch of people in like certain concepts like story structure um and like character development and things like that and it was the same thing. Like I was taking the fucking class with these people, but had something that they didn't and was able to offer it to them in such a way that it was valuable. Right. You know? So I don't know. It's the same thing, dude. You're actually pretty fucking good at coding. Like people are going to want that. Even if you feel like your skill level 
like because what you're basing it on is like, well, nobody would hire me to do this right now. Yeah. And the truth is there is probably somebody out there that would hire you to use your coding skills. You just haven't found them yet. Right. Um, but not only that, like these people aren't fucking employers wanting you to build the next best, you know, program or to make their website or to, you know, develop their app or whatever. Like these people just want you to teach them. And uh, that's something entirely different. And they say anyways that like teaching is there comes a certain point in any sort of like skill where you can only progress, uh, progress rather by teaching it. Yeah. Martial arts is one such skill. Any sort of craft is another. Like you can't just like keep getting good at a craft without teaching it because then you're forcing yourself to analyze why you're doing. I th- And I see you doing that a lot when we're coding, you know you'll work something out and be like, oh, right, okay, I guess that's why we do this or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that that's, and that's definitely why I'm spending time doing it, not only because, like, I want you to be able to do it and understand it and other people as well, but also because I do actually feel like I'm benefiting something from it. Like, you know, even if it's just, like, a refresher on how to use the triparse method, you know? Right. Like, like I've used it before, but offhand like i couldn't recall how to use it last night but then i just learned how to do it and then was like oh yeah that's how you do that you know and that's why and you have to use the out keyword which is kind of weird because you don't hardly ever use that you know so right so yeah hopefully um we can start something with mentor monday i think uh starting with code would be cool just keep uh trying to have you progress in that and then uh yeah, see how it goes. Take it from there. Cool. Yeah. Um, what else we got? So last week I talked about um, setting up my RetroPie, which was sick. Um, oh, yeah. I think, Have you played more on that lately or are you just kind of... Well, this week I was pretty busy. I, <laughs> I, did, yeah. I did play a little bit last night and maybe like three or four days ago I played some more. Um, I... I'm trying to get through Chrono Trigger. It's a lot of fun, um, but just got to get the time for it. So I'm going to keep doing that. But what I was going to say is um, this last week, I kind of got inspiration. Um, Maybe it started with a Reddit post. Uh, Somebody asked us if we have our own blog. We don't. Um, And Rhett and I talked about that. I don't really feel like we necessarily need a blog at this point since we kind of audio well, and blog. I will yeah I will say a podcast is a blog yeah I mean, our blog is our show notes every week you know if you right. want something to read read the show notes <laughs> yeah exactly but uh but it did get me thinking again and I've thought about blogging before um but right. I'm it's kind of like that feeling I have with programming like not always feeling like I have anything to offer but um you know maybe now's the time to start something and even if it's just like kind of like the the purpose of this podcast like chronicling you know what i'm doing at the time what resources i'm using uh or you know any way of kind of just like journaling um which can be meditative you know yeah i think it is so um so i got this idea about starting a blog basically and uh to start a blog, you know, you got to use some sort of website. Uh, and so I did a bunch of research. I talked to Rhett a lot because Rhett, you know, Rhett hosts airpodcast.com or he manages it, I guess. And, as well uh, as diversified inquiry dot services. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have other websites beyond that? Uh, no. Okay. Well, Just either way. Two. Either way, you know how to like put up a website you use WordPress, you know how that works, you know how like buying a domain name works and all that kind of stuff, how hosting works. So you gave me some good insight. Um, But me being me, I always want to do things on the cheap. Um, I did some research on, you know, like what uh, hosting sites are the best, how much it costs. And it's not all that expensive to buy some sort of hosting service for you. But I didn't really want to pay like a hundred dollars a year or whatever, you know? 
So linking it back to the RetroPie, I did some research on hosting a website with a Raspberry Pi. And it's actually pretty doable, um, especially if you're trying to just have a website that, you know, has kind of low volume. Like, I'm not famous. I'm not going to get, you know, all that many hits in a day. Um, Yeah. And what I found out was like the, even the first version of the Raspberry Pi, uh, somebody had done a test where they basically spammed uh, page requests with a Raspberry Pi as a web server. And it could handle like 140 requests a second uh, to get a page that's four kilobytes, which is small. But I mean, even if you have a, a page that's, you know, 20 kilobytes, that's like, I don't know, 20 or more requests a second. My math is probably way wrong. But either way, I'm not even going to get one request a second. <laughs> so, like, using the Raspberry Pi as a host would be just fine. Um, cool. There's this cool website I found. It's called, uh, well, it's on raspberrypi.org. And it shows you how to build a LAMP web server with WordPress. And LAMP is uh, an acronym. L is for Linux. A is for Apache. M is for MySQL. And P is for PHP, I believe. And basically, you can just install Apache, PHP, uh, and MySQL on your Raspberry Pi, which is running Linux. And uh, then on top of that, you can install WordPress. And then once you do that, then you have your website up. And as long as your Pi has a network connection and uh, it's online, like, you know, people can can get to your website along with other, you know, back end stuff like port forwarding and whatever else. But um, so anyways, I bought a Raspberry Pi 3, which I'm excited about and uh, have it set up here. Um I'm not sure, like, I really actually want to use my Raspberry Pi 3 as the RetroPie because it's a lot more powerful. It has a quad-core processor instead of a single-core processor, you know, double the RAM, uh, faster processor anyways. And so I'm thinking that the the Raspberry Pi 3 will be able to handle, like, the 64 games, um, which would be really cool. So I may end up uh, swapping out my pies, like, and have the the first gen one that I have as the web server, and then this one as my pie, my retro pie, since it's more powerful. Um, so that was a project. Like, I I got my pie on Wednesday, and like, or no, Tuesday. Got it on Tuesday, and I'm thinking like, oh man, like I don't want to study for this ITIL thing. I want to just like play with my Raspberry Pi. And I haven't had a chance to really do that. So I think later today I'm going to try and get that all set up and see what it's all about. So um, so anyways, that's kind of the scoop there. I do want to get that blog set up. I started trying to kind of write some ideas about articles I want to write. And it's freaking hard, man. And I think it has yeah. to do with, with me being like my own uh, hardest critic or whatever. All right. But uh, that's true. It's gonna be challenging, but I'm excited. And now that I've actually like bought something for it, like I'm committed. <laughs> I'm not gonna cool. just waste my money. I'm gonna do it. So see, and that's that's awesome, dude. And I think that's part of like sometimes like forcing yourself to take the plunge is just like committing financially. Right. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was gonna suggest too. Like, I mean, if you're super. I don't know. It depends on like what the point of your blog is. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say, like personally, I've always been more interested, obviously, in like having control, like you know, purchasing a domain, hosting it, doing all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. being able to run it how I want to. But uh, as far as like the other, um, like services go, like I've never been a big fan of like the dot bloggers or like the dot wordpresses or like the dot. Uh, uh, I can't even think of some of the other ones. Yeah, t- uh, Tumblr, whatever. whatever. I think Tumblr works. Oh as yeah, a blog. Tumblr. Yeah, it is a blog. Okay. Um, 
people just use it as like an image blog usually for some reason. Yeah. Um, I was on Tumblr for a while. The first blog I ever did myself was uh, a song a week challenge. Um, I was like supposed to be trying to write a song a week. I only got like two months in. It was really hard. <laughs> I should do that again. That was fun. But anyways, um, but like people nowadays also are like, because if your interest is more in like writing articles and like, you know, trying to like be educational or informative about certain things, like people have been using Medium, which I see a lot of shit coming out of Medium. Um, but there's some good stuff too. And people use it to develop a following because it's like kind of like a self-contained thing, like, you know, kind of like the bloggers and the WordPresses are. Yeah. But Medium has been pretty prevalent during this election cycle. Yeah. I I was um, binging on Medium for a while. And yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of good people are on Medium as well. Like when I was really big into doing free code camp, their founder, uh, Quincy something, can't remember his last name. He's posting blog stuff on Medium like daily. And it's usually pretty useful information. Um, another one of my favorites is uh, his name is Benjamin P. Hardy, I think. Uh, and he posts a lot about kind of just like mindfulness and success and yeah. uh, that sort of thing. And he's just like, I don't know his, his articles have really like hit the spot for me at times. So for a while I was really binging on medium, like checking it multiple times a day and reading different blogs, blog posts. But I don't know. I'd rather have, I mean, part of it too is an excuse to finally have my own website with my own domain yeah. name. Like, I think I'm probably yeah. just going to do taylorbukite.com, you know? Yeah, see, and that's what I'm interested in doing, too. Like, I want to have, like, a ret.wisenfels.com or, like, a redisawesome.com or something. Yeah. Um, And I want it to be kind of like a landing pad for, you know, all things Rhett Wisenfels, just like I'm sure you want it to be a landing pad for all things Taylor Bukite. And then when, you know, if people are interested in you, you can be like, oh yeah, you can find my resume on, you know, taylorbukite.com yeah. or whatever. Exactly. Um, that's kind of what I'm interested in doing as well. Yeah. Um, Which cool idea, by the way, for a resume that I've heard about is if you're applying for like some sort of coding job, whether it's like a uh -huh. web developer job or maybe it's related to game development, how cool uh -huh. is it to have you know, maybe you have like a hard copy kind of resume, but you also have like your resume in game format. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's a side scroller or something and you, you know, hit an item and it explains like your work history or something, you know, like it kind of is a proof of concept in itself, but it's also yeah. like just something different where, where you can stand out to employers. So it's a cool idea right. that I've, uh, toyed around with a little bit maybe someday that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah so that's kind of where i'm at too and you know it's funny it's you talking about a blog has always kind of made me interested but i've i've always sort of used just podcasting to sort of itch that itch a little bit mm -hmm. um scratch that itch rather um but i've always been interested in journaling and i do journal like with a actual journal and a pen <laughs> <laughs> um and obviously that's a lot of shit like probably nobody will ever read or anything but uh but it always i don't know the whole concept always interests me and uh i've always liked kurt's blog um the new rhino hug the rhino or, oh yeah is it the new rhino no now? no hug the rhino not the new rhino <laughs> yeah hug the rhino is cool i actually uh i helped kurt work on that for a while we didn't go and at the time that was my use case for setting up a an Apache web server on my old Raspberry Pi was a uh, Kurt's Hug the Rhino blog. But anyways, um, yeah, a couple other little things because uh, I think we're getting close to the end here. I uh, wanted to mention um, one of them is I read today um, that Steam Direct has. Uh, some some information about it. Steam Direct is going to replace Steam Greenlight, um, which for any indie developer is useful information to know about. And uh, I guess originally the way that Valve had said Steam Direct may work is that uh, they just were going to name a price 
and, and they said in this article it was anywhere from $100 to $5,000. That would be like an upfront cost to publishing your game on Steam. And for each game, you'd have to pay that amount of money, which apparently had a really big backlash from the indie development community, which I think is awesome. Um, and they ended up just kind of releasing that tidbit of information that it's actually, they're going to put a publishing fee of $100 per game, which like seems, to me, it seems a little bit steep being the cheapskate that I am, but $100 isn't all that much to, to put your game on a you know well-known marketplace. I think it allows them to kind of, uh, you know, weed out some of the publishers that may just be throwing games at Steam Greenlight. Um, and the other cool thing was that if you hit $100 in sales on Steam, then the fee gets like recouped to you. So it actually, assuming that you sell, you know, 10, 20 copies of your game on Steam, the fee actually ends up being nothing, which is cool. So I'm going to keep my eye on it just because, like like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I would love to release a game on Steam um, since Steam is the gaming platform I mainly you know, subscribe to. So um, we can link to that article. It's from Polygon. Uh, which I think is pretty trustworthy. Um, do you have any resources you want to share from this week, Rhett? Uh, unfortunately, I do not. I will. I guess I could talk about one thing really briefly. I don't have any resources, but uh, one thing that I've been kind of paying attention to for uh, the past uh, couple years, uh, particularly since I joined Reddit, uh, is this thing called Space Engine. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. Here, I'll send you the link to the Reddit. It's got information that you might find interesting. Um, anyway, Space Engine is it's a game engine developed by a Russian dude, and it's supposed to be like an astronomy tool and game engine thing. And anyway, it's like a universe simulator, and you can just like travel around the universe and like see interesting planets um, and stuff like that. Um, here's a cool video made in Space Engine. Um, I thought you'd be interested in this because you like astronomy and planets and stuff. Oh, for um, sure, dude. And it's just kind of a cool thing. I think it's pretty inspirational. I pay attention to like what a lot of people post on there. I don't really know much about it, but... Um, it was kind of in my feed this morning, and I watched that video, and I was just like, oh, shit, like, so badass. You uh, know? It looks awesome, dude. Yeah, and I would love to do it, but I honestly don't think my computer could run it. Maybe yours could. I don't know. Is it open um, source? Like, it's free? I think it's free. Dude, this uh, is freaking cool. You can hear The download link is in the Reddit thing. If you go to spaceengine.org... Um, that's yeah. Spaceengine.org has all the information you need. Um, you can make a donation if you use it and think it's cool. Here, oh, there's the system requirements. Oh, dude, I could probably run it. I got the minimum. Nice. It kind of like when you were describing it at first. It kind of reminds me of this game called Universe Sandbox. I don't know if you've ever played. Yeah, that. I have that. But this is more like. Imagine you're watching Cosmos, like the new one with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and you're in yeah, his you're little, little ship. spaceship yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and then Dude, you... the graphics are amazing. Oh god, I know. They this looks so cool. I think I'm gonna download this after we're done. Cool. I'm glad I brought it up then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to talk to you about it on the podcast for a while, and then even like ten minutes ago I was like, Oh, I should bring that up and I was like Nah, there's no place for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I enjoy it. Well, at least just to, you know, get in and kind of play around with it. It's it's kind of like one of those things where it's not really a game necessarily. It's more of like an experience. Um, yeah. Which is cool. Well, and the photos that people create are pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, dude. I mean, even just if you go to spaceengine.org, you can see some of the types of things you can see and it's just fucking beautiful. Yeah. And you can fly around, you can see real celestial bodies. 
uh, like I think our, our solar system. But you can also go outward and see other stuff that isn't real, you know? Yeah. At least I'd assume it's not real. Ah, uh, that's so cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Viewer, yeah. check it out. If you like it, make sure, you know, if you're super into it, you can leave a donation if you're into it. Uh, I think it's like a one-man project, but I honestly don't know. Dang. <clears throat> um, well, one uh, one thing I discovered this week, which um, I've seen on somebody post like a GIF of this on, on Twitter before of this guy's work. Um, this guy, Pedro Medieros, uh, he is a pixel artist and he posts a lot of these interesting like um, pixel art tutorials, but it's just in GIF form. And he demonstrates like what he's talking about in the GIF by changing the GIF itself. Um, yeah. And so I found a link to this guy's like main posting site. Um, he's on Patreon. Patreon. I don't know how you say it necessarily. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of that website? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, had... we've talked about it before. Oh, we have. I... Yeah. I don't uh, really about our podcast and stuff. Like, if ever there comes a point, like you know, I was talking about the Mentor Mondays thing with you and the podcast thing, and I said if ever there comes a point like where we have a cool service that people want to be a part of, like you can uh, monetize okay. it with Patreon. Not necessarily adv adv advocating for monetizing things. I yeah. sort of agree that free things are the coolest thing, but there comes a point where you know to help with costs and setting aside time and yeah. website stuff, asking for a little bit of money sometimes uh, isn't necessarily the worst thing, especially because it's completely voluntary and you can still offer a cool service for free without it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Patreon's great. Um, there are several podcasts that I support with Patreon. That's cool. See, I like now that you say that, I remember talking about it, but I didn't remember the specifics about it. But uh, yeah. I found this guy on Patreon. Uh, it's just patreon.com forward slash Saint 11. And uh -huh. Like, guy is really good at pixel art, but it's really cool how he does his little tutorials. Um, I'll post the link in the show notes. You guys should check it out because he has, like, tons of crazy stuff. Like, one oh, thing is, like, great. on rock formations, like, you know, and, like, <laughs> all like one of them's about, like, city backgrounds and just, like, crazy stuff. And he just gives you all these little uh, cool tips, basically. So... Check it out. It's pretty cool. We followed him on Twitter. So I think he posts most of these GIFs on Twitter anyways, but if you want to yeah, support him. I was going to say, I've seen these. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like tied to this guy, you know? So it's cool to find the source. Um, so yeah, that was something I discovered this week. I'll probably go through this and look at more of his stuff. But Yeah. I don't want to sound like a broken record listener, but uh, if you ever have something uh, somebody's doing that you think is cool, it's always it's always a good idea to figure out a way to support them. And if it's not with money, then it should be with a cool review, a good review. Um, and if it's podcast, you know, a rating, a review, subscription, all those things are free and they go a long ways to help podcasts out. And if it's something like this, and you know, he has a lot of free tutorials and stuff, but sometimes it's worth it to like pitch in just a little bit of money and he's got, you know, like $1 per month, you know, you could pledge just $1 a month or whatever and you don't uh, get anything, but he gets something and you're supporting art in like the coolest way possible. Um, so uh, really? I really encourage people to do that, you know, or if, or if you have a band that you really like, go and buy some merch, go and pay for their CD. It goes a long ways. Yeah, man, you got to support the, the creators. So otherwise, like right now, we kind of have this luxury of being able to just like go on the internet and find anything we want and most of the time be able to get it for free. Um, but I don't know. Got to support the creators. Yep. Anyways. Uh, all right, Rhett, challenges for this week. Got anything in mind? you <laughs> <laughs> uh, my challenge is to start mentor monday this coming week try it let's try and uh try and get a, an hour that we can do every monday maybe like put it in our schedule maybe it's 7 p.m 8 p.m okay and let's 
kind of just start a consistent thing, you know, like every Monday at seven, hey guys, Mentor Monday, seven o'clock tonight, come check it out on our Twitch stream. And then we just start doing it. Like, cool. You know, I. And we could have pre assigned topics and stuff so that, like, people know that they want to chime in to it. They know. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, if we keep it structured like that, it gives us an opportunity to kind of, like, research and know what we're going to talk about ahead of time, which would be yeah. good. Um, <clears throat> I agree. So I think that'd be really cool. Um, I also think it would help. I mean, we keep just preaching how we want to build a community. Um, and I'm getting, I'm feeling a little bit defeated, to be honest, about it, just because, like, we're not generating very much interest. And I don't know necessarily uh, what to we do are. there. We're getting there, dude. It's only been a couple months. Like, yeah. you know, the thing is, like, for the amount of time we put in, if this was, like, a full-time thing, like, we could be out pounding the proverbial internet pavement all the time. Yeah. Um, but we got jobs. And... Uh, we've developed some people who are interested in like what we have and they tweet with us. Um, they check out our streams when we got that. Um, and that's where it starts. And then those people tell their, tell their friends and then hopefully they get interested and it, it's just baby steps. And especially like when we're doing, when you're doing something like this, that, um, you know, you're not in their face all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, like handing out flyers or whatever the hell, like, you know, uh, any progress is good progress. And it's a little slower, dude. Like dual taints was on the air for like two years. Um, and, uh, and it took us two years to like get to the point where there were people who regularly chimed in and, and had conversations with us on Twitter and on social media left voicemails for the podcast and things like that. Like it took a long time to get to that point and it wasn't, didn't happen super quickly, but just like persistence and consistency mm -hmm. goes a long ways. Yeah. So, and also we'd remind people who listen, if you like what you hear, like let us know. Cause we have no way to know that you're listening. Like, you know, we can tell that somebody downloaded it or whatever, but that doesn't mean anything to us. Like, you know, if you like what you're hearing, let us know. Just shoot us. If you don't want to rate and review us on 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 iTunes, go on Twitter and just say, yo, Doug, your episode this week. Good job. You know, like. Yeah, for real. I you know, Let us know if there's anything you ever want us to talk about. Like, we will do our best. Like, bring it up. Yeah, exactly. So, and, like, being that we are new to game development, like, we're just kind of going with what we're finding. You know, we're, we're, we yeah. don't have, like, a guide we don't we're not paying anyone to like show us we're not going to school nothing so we're just trying to figure it out on the fly basically and uh yep. so we might be doing something wrong like if you're more experienced and you're listening to our podcast and you have some sort of recommendation like we would appreciate that too because then yeah you know we could share that information with with everyone else who's listening and it might help them too you know true so. and that's a big that's a big point like we're we're gathering resources and tools and tips and tricks and knowledge and all this stuff. And if you have anything and you're just like wondering like, man, why haven't these guys talked about it? We might not know about it. <laughs> so, Chances are we don't. Uh, yeah. So if you think it's worthwhile, shoot us a tweet. Yeah. Say, yo, check this thing out. Link us to it. We'll check it out. If it's cool, we'll talk about it. Yeah, for real. And I think so, that's something that kind of stand, puts us apart from other podcasts is every other game development podcast that I listen to, it's like those guys are, I'll call them experts, you know, they're in the field, they've made tons of games, like they know, they know how game development works. Well, I think what makes, makes us interesting, hopefully, is that we don't know that. We're, we're like everybody else, you know, we're the 99%. <laughs> uh, and we're trying to, to learn, you know, we're trying to get there. Um, and hopefully, like, the goal of the podcast is to make that, you know, publish our journey so it might benefit other people. Um, yep. So if if we're speaking to you at all, let us know. We appreciate your feedback. Um, we want to hear from you. So tweet us at sure. GameDevsQuest. Hit us up on email, gdq at airpodcast.com. Uh, oh, hey! Yes, that's been. Uh, well, oh, 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 oh! I, I put, I put our challenge out there. Did you have anything? <laughs> oh, um, I was hoping you'd forget. <laughs> um, here's a challenge. Here's a challenge. 
individually tailored <laughs> to tailor. <laughs> okay. Play some Space Engine and report back. Ooh. All right. I will do it. Anyways, thanks guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Y'all have a good day. Boom. Cute ass music. Yeah.